0: Welcome to another beer review. Now, today again, we're back on the Scotchy series and we're back on tenants again because I bought quite a lot of tenants and I need to get rid of it. <laughs> I need to get rid of it for God's sake, it's getting ridiculous. So, yeah, once I can get short of it. So, today we're actually on their Scotch Ale. Ooh. So, uh, this is a 9% by volume. Again, it's a little baby bottle, as you can see. And uh, there's not really much spiel about it, to be totally honest. Just a little bit at the bottom saying hoppy ale with a warm malty caramel and roasted finish. And we all like a roasted finish, don't we? <laughs> what does that actually mean, a roasted finish? I mean, seriously. Very well, is it? in some, some tatties or something I mean, what's going on here <laughs> <A> roasted finish <laughs> uh, it brings up all connotations in my mind none associated with beer unfortunately so yeah <laughs> there we go boys and girls eh? let's have a roasted finish <laughs> uh, amongst friends <laughs> imagine that. You get, that that could be new New knew we were inviting people to your house, didn't it? Would you like to join me in a roasted finish? Ah, <laughs> oh dear, seriously. Where the hell do they get this from? But anyway, so it's a hop ale. So there's, a, there's hops in it, which again is unusual for a Scottish ale because again, the tradition with the Scots ales is not to have hops in them and that's the kind of tradition. And even when we did start to use hops, again, it was kind of, use them lightly and sparingly you know that type of thing but apparently this is going against that grain and it's going to be a hobby and it's going to be multi multi no the problem is it's not multi caramel it's multi and caramel which again is a bit that's a new one on me um but they might have multiple malts in there one's giving you caramel kind of flavor and feeling and the other one's just giving you multi flavor Uh, feeling, but anyway maybe getting a nice caramel sweetness or something like that, I don't know but yes, it's a 330ml bottle I'm trying to remember what they're charging this for, it's over 2 quid here, if I remember rightly and uh, it's 9% like I said and uh, there's absolutely nothing on the back no spill at all, which is probably a good thing uh, from that point of view, so let's crack on and see what it's like don't piss over me, don't piss over me. Always dubious because this has been sitting in the, the fridge for quite a while and even though I'm quite gentle and things like that, unfortunately the oldest boy might not be, might be in there rummaging about, shaking everything. Look for a roasted finish. Anyway, let's pull this out, there we go. We've got a wee baby glass, look at that. And you can hear the effervescence. So for people on the podcast, it's a kind of brownish clear ale. Not overly dark brown, but darker than obviously uh, uh, an amber anyway. I wouldn't say it's a full brown ale, but it's getting kind of towards that kind of colour if you know what a brown ale is, whatever you are in the world. And if you don't, Google it. That's what I do. What's happening? just finished, Google it. No, probably don't Google that. That's probably one thing you probably wouldn't want to Google because you might get a completely different um, interpretation there. But anyway. The head, well, it's a usual tenant's head. Now you see it, now you don't. <laughs> what we call the abracadabra head. <laughs> Seriously, you'll like it not a lot. But anyway, it's. Uh, it looks okay. It's, uh, it's. I would have expected it to be a bit darker um, for a Scottish shield. And especially with the alcohol content, I'm kind of thinking it's probably kind of closer to a, a wee heavy but uh, maybe not maybe it's uh what do they actually mean by a scott sale do they actually mean a, a, just a standard heavy or, or what do they mean or they kind of came up with their own thing as a Scotch sale to kind of cover we're going to put more hops in it than usual so let's have a smell see what it smells like i'm getting malt get a bit of grain also getting some alcohol vapors there's a shocker maybe a little bit of sweetness what i'm not getting is actually hops so hopefully because it's a high alcohol content hopefully there'll be quite a strong malt flavor because that's the best way to carry it off if you've got good malt flavors and they're robust enough to carry higher alcohol beers the problem is if you don't have that and you're lying on hops, then usually it goes the other way and you start getting a kind of slightly sort of ethanol kind of sensation with it, which is usually quite unpleasant. So, let's see what it tastes like. Well, two things spread to mind. Two things definitely spring to mind: sweetness and alcohol. That's the two things you're getting there. Right. What we're going to do is give you a little bit of sweetness at the start, and then the rest of it can be ethanol. And you are, you're getting the ethanol vapours and everything there as you're swallowing it. (laughs) Jesus. Or maybe, as I'm thinking, maybe it's the most stylish, a bit like the Belgian kind of uh, Scotch ale, where they basically do a, a strong dark ale. And that's supposed to be reminiscent of the kind of traditional Scottish way of brewing, which of course is less hops and everything else. So that's another thing you kind of throw me. So it could be a bit like that with a higher alcohol content, and of course, it being a dark ale. And uh, and supposed to be kind of malty and caramel and all these type of things and that's what basically the Belgians do. And they are actually quite nice and it's probably slightly kind of Belgian-esque with that. But I think that's more to do with the alcohol content. The only difference is that the Belgians are very good at kind of uh, balancing high alcohol beers out. So they aren't so kind of ethanol and vapoury. When you're drinking them, whereas this is a bit kind of vapory to be totally honest. Um, I mean, it's not a bad thing. The hops, I don't know where they're getting the hops from because I can't taste any hops at all, really. Maybe it's me, maybe they'll come later on, maybe they'll just, you know, relate to the party. You never know. Maybe they're still waiting for that roasted finish before they decide to come and join us. I'll be totally honest, right now I'm not getting a roasted finish, which (laughs) is probably. To the relief of anybody watching this video, (laughs) I'm not. But um, no, I'm not getting any kind of roastiness or kind of, I don't know, smokiness or anything like that Um, in the aftertaste, so I don't know how predominant flavours is. Multi sweetness. It might be construed as caramel, but it's like it's a bit strange because you've got the maltiness, you've got the sweetness, and the two of them just don't really seem to be on the same kind of wavelength. They don't seem to be completely connected. And then after that, you're just getting an alcohol. And that's all you're getting. It's like as well, it you know what it reminds me. It reminds me of a bit like of kind of absinthe. You know, when you used to do it with the sugar cube. So you get that sweetness and then you just get the alcohol and it's like, that's it. Um, and if you like that, you'll love this. <laughs> but if you want the kind of flavours to be connected, well, I suppose the alcohol is connected because it's 9%, but uh, it doesn't seem to be have any reflection on anything else flavour-wise. It's just, yeah, it's strange. It's strange. It's it's not a heavy, it's not a wee heavy, it's just, I don't know what it's supposed to be, the only thing I think of is like a Scottish brewery copying Belgian breweries, which is basically copying a Scottish style. So it's a Scottish brewery copying Belgian breweries when you do a Scottish style beer. Yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? But yeah, hmm, lovely. By the way, we've got some new camera set up, so we have, so it'll be interesting to see whether this is a better video experience for people. Unfortunately, it's still my fizzle that's gonna be on the video. So of course, it's not gonna be transformed that much, you know, it's still gonna be that element of disappointment. But hopefully it might be a bit clearer. I've still kept it at 1080p, I haven't went to the 4K because I did some tests on it and uh, well, if you think this face could look any more horrific, you'd be right, especially in 4K. Seriously. It's absolutely horrific, seriously. <laughs> so I thought right, we'll just stick with the 1080 just now and we'll just do it at higher um, frames per second. Which I'm sure loads of people are interested in thinking what the fact that you talking about. Oh, so shut up. This will be awake. Like absolutely hear you loud and clear. I suppose it's getting a bit better your mouth becomes more acclimatised and your lungs become more acclimatised to the vapour. So it's not such of a, how would you say, a, a shock to the system from that point of view. but. There's a bit of a strange one. See I don't know whether I like it or not. At the start I didn't. I'm maybe getting a wee bit better now as I'm becoming <coughs> acclimatised to it, but mm-hmm. Judy's still out. Um right. Still got the, the ethanol is just not really dissipating. You're still getting that bit of vapor, especially around a bit like in the lung region. after have just it, so you're getting a bit acclimatized to it, but it's still there as a something not particularly pleasant. Ah, uh, let's break down the flavors and, and see if this will help you. Starts off you're getting quite a a rich, malty flavor at the start and it's a slightly darker malt as well and uh, a little bit of green but this is where the problem starts because you're getting this sweetness as well at the front of the mouth but because the malt tastes kind of slightly darker maybe roasted you know it's not finished though but you've got that kind of roasted malt kind of slightly darker malt and the thing with the darker malts is you don't really get so much sweetness with You'll get more of a roasted flavour, you'll get maybe more kind of slightly other flavours like chocolate, coffee. And one other thing you'll get <coughs> is molasses kind of style flavour, so there's a slight bitterness to it. But the level of sweetness at the front of the mouth doesn't kind of tie in with the kind of multi flavour, so you get the multi flavour and you get the sweetness and you're thinking, well, why am i getting that multi-flavor and getting that level of sweetness it doesn't really kind of add up it doesn't feel connected it feels disjointed it feels that the sweetness is not really coming from the malt so much it's coming from somewhere else and that's where the alarm bells are ringing in my head thinking where the hell is it coming from so there we go i think we know where it's coming from we call brewing brown sugars. But yeah. Anyway. So you've got that. And then it moves into the. You, you get a little bit of. Alcohol sensation at the front of the mouth. But when it moves into the midterm. It's really all you're getting. The, the malt flavour dies down. The sweetness is kind of still there. A little bit of grain. But you really are getting a very very strong. Ethanol. Kind of uh wave coming right over the top of everything and it's just blanketing everything and of course when you move on to the the aftertaste the sweetness is there from front to back that same level of sweetness basically doesn't feel like it actually dissipates at all until it starts finishing up in the aftertaste but what you do do, well, what you do get is um, do-do? Don't do that. Um, not when I'm looking for a rosy finish. But anyways, what you do get in the aftertaste is that the ethanol starts to kind of really accumulate at the back of the mouth. So when you do swallow it, you start getting the kind of vapour coming back on you and it just kind of, it feels like your your lungs are floating. That type of scenario. Which isn't probably the, ple- the most pleasant sensation. You know, when you used to be a kid and your dad or whoever was driving would go over a kind of a bump in the road or a hump in the road quite quickly. And be like, <laughs> and use that. Or if you're on kind of roller course you just get a kind of slight kind of light feeling as it kind of drops down and everything's kind of. Well, it feels a bit like that with a bit lung region just because of the vapours. And, uh, yeah. aftertaste doesn't have anything in it it's just like the sweetness is the uh, the malt's really kind of non-existent the greens non-existent it's just sweetness and alcohol and then you swallow it and you think alcohol and that seems to be the predominant flavor like I say two predominant flavors really is sweetness and alcohol and at certain points the alcohol wins God. It catches in the back of the throat as well. So, yeah. It's an alright beer, but I just feel it's not been executed particularly well. Um, I would say the Belgians do this style of beer better. I mean, their Scotch heels are more controlled, more balanced, and The recipe is designed to cope with the higher. But it's the same when you get a triple and a quadruple and things like that, or even a double. They actually are designed, and uh, the recipe is designed to kind of uh, absorb the higher alcohol content. So it's not such a big thing, and it's not really kind of affecting the flavour so much. Whereas this, it's the opposite way. The alcohol is playing a big part. In the flavor profile and not in a good way, unfortunately. So, what would I give this out of 10? Well, fair play to tenants for trying to do something a bit different and you know, maybe go to their comfort zone. I mean, if you look at it, this is the same brewery that does tenants' lager, and you think, and uh, and we tried their. IPA their India Paleo, which, which wasn't too bad, it wasn't a, really an IPA, but it was something a bit more interesting, and I think that's probably the best way to approach tenants products, is looking at it the box standard, the tenants Lager as just the boring average piss water that they churn out, that people drink, and everybody's happy and great, but it really is nothing great at all, in fact it's not good at all to be honest in my view, but other people like it, but for me... It's just that you kinda know, it's that falls under the category category of mainstream piss water. So when a brewery does something a bit different or tries something a bit different, even if they don't really pull it off particularly well, but if they make a product that's something a bit more interesting and in my view something that's more attractive. I mean let's if I were based on the pub and with a tenants pub and there's loads of tenants products what's on tap, uh, tenants lager, you can shove that with your uh, what else have they got, uh, they've got their uh, tenant special, Again, you can shove that with your ass, anything else oh we've got a couple of bottles, we've got the IPA uh, and they've also got the, the scotch ale, right well yeah give it a bottle of that or you know. so it's something is an option and for me it's more interesting and maybe not done particularly well, but done to a certain degree that it's still drinkable. And I think that's really what you can kind of hope for with a lot of tenants' products is, it's not the best, it's alright. it's drinkable. And that's probably the best and the nicest thing I can probably say about it. So on that basis, I'll give it a four and a half. I'll give it a four and a half if you don't mind the alcohol. And I I like strong Belgian beers and that. I like other strong beers as well. So I can cope with it, but it's not the best executed. And the alcohol is playing way too much of a a part in the flavour. And it really should. And also in the kind of drinking experience, and it really should. So you really bear that in mind. So four and a half is what I'm going to give it. Um, would I recommend it? Well, give it a go and see what you think. You might like, it, you might not. If you're not into high alcohol beer, then probably avoid it because you really are going to notice it. Let's be told totally honest, you really will and uh, you probably will struggle with it. So my view is save your money and spend it somewhere else. But you're a bit more adventurous and maybe want something a bit if you are a a tennis regular drinker and you want something maybe a bit different or you want to try something a bit different from tennis then yeah give it a go because it is something different if you're into kind of more belgian beers and things like that then i would say give it a go and it would maybe help to kind of reinforce your appreciation for uh, belgian beers and uh, how the belgians brew beers and the standards they work to is probably the best way of putting it. So yeah, give it a go and kind of see where this is. You you will be able to identify where it's kind of falling down and where it's not really working and uh, it's a good tester on your palate and how you basically compare beers as well and how you can kind of look at beers. Because I think sometimes we we drink the beers and we just take certain things for granted and then when you basically taste something that's not really quite done right you start getting a better appreciation for when it is so yeah I think this could be a good one for people that are kind of maybe taking Belgian beers a bit a bit for granted and then yeah try this and uh, I'm sure it will basically um, reinvigorate your appreciation for how the Belgians do it but yeah, it's it's okay, but nothing brilliant. So four and a half out of ten. It's nine uh, percent. It's a 330 ml bottle because tenants love little baby bottles, and uh, it's over two pound. So thanks for watching. Cheers. Bye for now.